Hello, friends. Welcome back. Brian, how are you today? Just a crack, Dino. Um, what should I say? Ciao. Ciao, Dino. Started learning Italian uh, on Duolingo uh, as of yesterday. No, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, because I, I booked a trip to south of Italy uh, coming up in the five weeks' time. So I'm not going to be a degenerate and land there without a word of Italian. So Like me. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you did you do that? You just went over and didn't even try. Yeah, no, I, I actually actively tried to uh, spit in their culture, actually. Yeah, just being <laughs> like, yeah, trying to like force my sort of heinous English slash Irish ways on them. I was like, no, do you not speak English, man? Like, I don't give a I don't give a damn about your uh, burrata or whatever <laughs> it is. I want to I want a pepperoni pizza, pal. Yeah. <laughs> You do me a pizza, but in the shape of a Subway sandwich. <laughs> that would be class, lad. You don't have any battered sausages, have you, mate? That's, that's what I was going in. Yeah, battered sausages and chips. That's what I was asking for. Very battered sausage. I actually, I've never had a battered sausage in my life. Me neither. Um, Terrifying. Just, yeah, it's, I don't know. Something about it. Like, be nice. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Not... Not what I would typically go for. I think if I was going and if I was going for a chipper, my typical order in a chipper is actually not chips. It's a burger and chicken nuggets. Yeah. Gotta get that protein, son. Yeah. Um, I had there's a famous chipper in Cork and specifically in Douglas called KC's, uh, which myself and Fiona got last weekend. Yeah. Um I'd never had it. Obviously, she'd had it before, but it's like famous, like. You know, it's not unusual for the queue to be out the door and around the corner, you right. know, on a, Saturday, on a Saturday night or whatever. So I had that. Um, but they do a lot of like, like kind of pita breads is their, is their thing. So a pita bread just chock full of whatever it is you're having. So I got two. Mm. I got one that was like Cajun chicken and like garlic mayo and a few chips and some salad in there. Yeah. And in a big pit of bread and then i also got one that's like it was like fish with like a chili lime dressing and right. chips like battered fish in it uh and it was good i must say it was enjoyable big big portions as well um and you know really like not definitely not the worst thing you could be having like the, especially the chicken one you know because just chicken just cajun chicken mm. um, obviously the mayonnaise is gonna be the, the biggest caloric contributor um yeah. so not a not a terrible option if, you'd if recommend to a friend yeah i mean yeah it was tasty it's tasty so mm. that was the first question on our list for this q a right have you ever eaten a battered sausage <laughs> that's that's uh, actually an innuendo or something else no it's not not everything has to be an innuendo <laughs> all right it's gonna make that fucking clear at the start of this <laughs> episode. uh do, do you want do you want to introduce the episode dean yeah so so this is actually going to be a slightly different style of podcast i suppose it's a bit more a bit more about us and um kind of our our, our lives and on, on how we like to operate um we did actually kind of do this one one a similar-ish one it was kind of more focused on me remember this time last year yeah did like an ig live kind of thing but we thought we would do this um coach yeah yeah we thought we would do this just to kind of um break up from the i suppose information heavy ones that we've been having even though they are fantastic of course last couple of ones have been bangers with 
Nicola and Luke, of course. Um, but yeah, we well, got like a few. Podcasts, so we can do what we want. True, true. Maybe we could just start talking about like, you know, I don't know, rocket ships and what else? Um, how to how to knit? We could start talking about how to knit. As one of the example questions when I was collecting questions for this, I put up does Dean wear odd socks? So mm. no one actually bit on that and wanted to know, but I think I don't think you do. I think I think you're a man who wears pairs of socks. I don't think I, you're I, chaotic. I am I am odd enough myself. I don't need my socks to be odd. So yeah. Yeah, I wear I wear the same socks. On socks yeah. I mean, I, I think it's pretty basic. Just just wear matching socks. Um, yeah. Fiona socks are all over the place, man. Because I do the I do the laundry. Jesus, um, that's one of my chores. Um, so yeah, I just I've never never understood the wearing of odd socks. But mm-hmm. some people just like to live in chaos and despair. So yeah, not us though, not us. No. Yeah, so this is gonna be random kind of Q and A episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got some very deep and insightful questions. So it's not going to be just, you know, fucking lighthearted, uh, superficial stuff. Some of it will be um, just to get a nice variety. But um, now we got some good questions in fairness. Um, I did one of those anonymous Q&A thingies uh, that people seem to enjoy. So we got some questions from that. Um, yeah, we didn't get any. We didn't get any super spicy questions, though, like. Uh, Gary and Shane um, and Shane's girlfriend Emma, they get some spicy old questions whenever they put them up so we didn't get any of them so. No we didn't, no we didn't get that many to be fair but the quality was high um, Yeah yeah. So I don't know people maybe were worried about the assignment or maybe the fact that it was going to be answered on a podcast they True. didn't care enough to ask the questions but look mm uh let's uh let's go through them we we preface join preface we do, we do like a contents of what this is going to look like um sure. yeah and then the people can people can uh scrub through the podcast and might put timestamps on them as well if they want to know specific questions i think that would be a good idea yeah you know, okay. whenever whenever you're on a youtube video and they put the timestamps on it I, I quite enjoy when people do that so I will do that for this podcast because you know, there's going to be certain questions that people just don't give yeah. a fuck about. So, yeah, okay, perfect. Uh, we're going to start with uh, how do we actually know each other, yourself and myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to we're going to talk about what could we not survive without. Um, we're going to talk about what's the meaning of life for us and what gives us purpose. Uh, that was one of the the more insightful questions um another one if money was not a factor in life what would you be doing and where would you be doing it um top three to five values top three to five places you want to visit and then also what's the favorite place that you have visited um favorite movies and tv shows if you watch movies or tv shows uh favorite foods um what would your death row meal be and what's the best meal you've ever had um yeah someone asked us what's our biggest insecurities um yeah and then uh what what they like that's a just kind of pet peeve like what are your biggest pet peeves uh i think i don't know for me pet peeves is like 
too soft so i'm gonna say like what are the things that like fucking really piss you off um Mm -hmm. in any sort of sense like could be could be anything right i have a good idea of what i would put on that list for myself um but that's what we're gonna try and get through um maybe in that order not necessarily in that order but as you said you'll you'll time stamp it so it'll be easy to search through um from the show notes so uh, I don't know. I don't know how much we'll get through in the time that we have, but sure. Look, we'll, we'll try our best. We'll try our best. Um, so, how do you and Dean know each other? Um, so we know each other via Instagram, social media, right? Tell the true story, Brian. We know each other through a dating app called Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Fine. The, uh, this is going to be a. Um, raw podcast and unfiltered so yeah we have to no it's not it's not actually that um for for people listening um dean and i have no well sorry i have no good reason to be on grinder um dean i don't think does but he may be on there marketing his services i don't know Mm. um but yeah uh i'm not going to say my recollection of this is excellent in terms of the specifics um but we know each other through Instagram. I don't remember how we came across each other on Instagram. Do you? Um, I, I I can't be certain, but I think it was probably something to do with. There's definitely like in terms of like when you look at our network, there's a lot of um, commonalities. So, say for example, Gary, uh, Rebecca, Nolan. Um, who else is there? I suppose Paddy is like triage in general has been, even though we're working for triage now, myself and yourself, we're kind of consuming triage content slash got to know Paddy and Gary, you know, I suppose even maybe before potentially we knew each other to a certain degree, but there's definitely been like, you know, within the, what would you call it? The Irish evidence-based in quotation marks fitness community um nutrition community i think we probably just linked up in some capacity there probably because to some degree i might have like posted something and you might have been like that's interesting and then we probably just got chatting on the dms but something to that effect yeah i mean to be fair like it's kind of anchor point for me is when when we actually met in real life in vancouver because we hadn't actually met yeah in person before but we knew each other well enough that you were like, yeah, you can come and live where I live. Um, so I, I lived with Dean for, what, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks um, in Vancouver um, when your friend Kevin moved out, right? Mm-hmm. It was him, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we got to spend some time in person there. Um, and then we've just been kind of friends. Well, before that, but then you know kind of solidified it i guess and uh that's that's it really isn't it so yeah i mean i i a lot of i know a lot of people from just getting chatting to them on instagram so uh we kind of assume it was one of those situations um and i think like even though i'm currently like off social media and i do think that a certain amount of social media as well as certain pockets of social media are shite and terrible. 
I do believe that overall social media has had a net positive effect on my life because of the connections that I've made, particularly on Instagram. Yeah, I would second that definitely. Um, I mean, I think, I think there's just a lot you can do to kind of protect yourself on social media and, and funnel it towards having a positive effect mm. um, along those lines. So, you know, a lot of it is, is dictated by what you consume. Um, and obviously, you know, there's certain elements of your personality and your men- current mental state that are going to go into that. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would say the same, like I've, I've made so many good connections and friends through just being able to communicate with somebody on social media. Like uh, even like even Fiona, like I mean, Fiona met essentially through Instagram because she put up a funny story about Lucene and referencing how fucking disgusting it tastes. Um, and I vibed with that. So like prime example there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how myself and Dean know each other. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ease us into this episode. So I'm gonna hit a few of the lighter topics first. Yeah, yeah, because it gets he- it gets heavy enough. Like so, yeah. Well. <laughs> Before we start talking about the meaning of life um, uh, and that stuff, uh, let's because we were talking we were talking about travel before we started this podcast. So, um, Dean, what are your what are your next three to f- what are the three to five places you most would like to visit on planet Earth? Right. So I'm gonna specify it has to be on the Earth, and you can't say the Moon. Um, yeah. if, if, if the moon comes first then actually let us know but just to just to qualify nah, that I'm, I'm not super interested in the moon like um, I think he's a really cool guy and all but you know just uh, not really you know doesn't have much to offer me at the moment so um, maybe whenever maybe if they open like I don't know a shopping center on it or something like that maybe I'll have more interest but the- right now <laughs> um there's nothing there so uh japan is top of my list man to be honest um me and kevin was talking about this during the weekend we probably will plan a bit of a trip next year tokyo Mm. japan is top of the list uh i find the culture fascinating um because it is a country with you know i suppose it has quite a lot of wealth and technological advancement, but it is totally divorced from Western culture. It's its own thing, really, right? And I find, like, you know, a lot of the things that I enjoy, even from my childhood, have Japanese roots, um, particularly, like, cartoons, you know, like Pokemon and stuff like that. Um, A lot of the cool stuff that I enjoy comes out of Japan. Um, I find the food is probably my top you know top two in the top three anyway in terms of cuisines um i find that just even the sort of pictures that you can see of like the different cities but specifically tokyo um is cool i watched tokyo vice recently which is a very good uh hbo max show and that made me want to go to japan even more um even though it was kind of like set in the 90s but even still um and yeah i just find it really cool um I've no real, like most people, whenever they think of like Tokyo, they think of Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. I actually don't really, I'm not really that overly influenced by that movie because it's, I can't hardly remember. Like it's been years since I've watched it, but you just remember the song. Yeah, which the, the theme song for Tokyo Drift. I don't even remember it, to be honest. Uh, it pops up on, on social media a lot. I'd, I'd say you recognize it if you heard it. I probably do. 
Yeah. But yeah, just think it's I just think Japan is fucking awesome. I think the people are cool as well. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you talking for another second. So what's so that's that's the the place that's top of your list. What's your what's the what's your favorite place that you have visited? Um traveled to probably probably the south of Italy. I was there mm. in, in May. Um again. Food amazing people really nice weather awesome views even more awesomer than that um really enjoyed it the culture is is cool again italian people just seem to have a more relaxed way of life um because like, i think you know when you go to like italy or you know even some i think europe in general they're just a little bit more chill whereas we're sort of like we have sort of adopted the High strong, high stress, go 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 lifestyle from America, which mm. I'm not a big fan of. To like, I think obviously we'll talk about values later on, but whatever. Big obviously working hard and stuff like that is is important to me. But I think you know, not having elements of just like chilling out and you know having to be go 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 all the time is not necessarily a good thing um, for individuals. Having to be society. quote unquote productive, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Italy, awesome. Um, other places I've been, I quite thoroughly enjoyed my time in Vancouver there. Mm-hmm. I will be going back. Um, it's probably like a close second. Inter- so. Interesting point on the, the Western attitude towards kind of working and productivity because, you know, it's, say, talking about Japan, you know, the culture for work in Japan is, is pretty intense, right? Yeah. And so in some parts, obviously, like it's, and say in Tokyo, yeah. You know, it's it's you know, it's not unusual to just see people asleep at their desks, basically, mm-hmm. um, or worse, essentially, uh, just for the the kind of culture that they have. Um, for me, like, <laughs> there's a huge amount of overlap in in what you said to what I'm going to say now to, in answer to that question. Just in general, <laughs> which is which is funny, um, because so some of the some of the places that I most would like to visit are the south of Italy, right? the Amalfi Coast, and I've booked that as of last night, so going there um, the end of September, right, so that's that's going to be ticked off, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, Vietnam is somewhere that I would very much like to visit. It's on my list, Vietnam, Bali, Thailand. Yeah. So it's on the, yeah, so it's up there. I've, I've been to Vietnam, or not to Vietnam, I've been to Bali, I've been to Thailand, um, but I've never been to Vietnam, so Vietnam is definitely high up there. Um, I would put Iceland on the list, further down the list than, than some of those places, but I would like to visit Iceland. Um, and Japan. I've been to Japan, but I'm extremely keen to go back to Japan, mm-hmm. right? Because I also enjoy the culture, and I also enjoy the cuisine. Um, Fiona does as well. So, like, she, like I've, I've I spent, what, five nights in, in Tokyo, I think? Uh, on a, a trip before where I also went to Thailand and uh, Hong Kong. So it was all on the same trip, but it's just, it's just fantastic. Um, it's, it's probably my favorite city is Tokyo that I've been to. And I'm just so keen to go back and spend longer in Japan, uh, basically for all the reasons that, that you said. Um, so yeah, we may also be looking at planning a trip there, uh, next year we'll see see if next year is feasible but um yeah in in the not too distant future uh 
I would love to go back. Yeah, it's mm. so the, a repeat visit, and then to see other parts of Japan as well, like outside of Tokyo. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a fantastic place. Um, and yeah, probably I would say yeah, my favorite place that I visited. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be quite well traveled, so I've I've been to quite a lot of places. Um, I mean, I've 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 had some amazing time down in, in Cape Town, right? Because well, you know, but the listeners may not know, I have uh, family that live down there, so I've been there, down there a few, quite a few times, and like, ah, just the wine and the food is just amazing, you know. Along with everything else, you know, the weather and, and uh, the kind of natural natural things and everything else, like it's just yeah, it's it's a cool place. So, um, mm. I, yeah, I mean, I've I've a lot of love for a lot of the places I've been to, but that would that would kind of be the, the top of the list um, mm. kind of stuff. Um, so that's that one. Um, maybe let's do another lighter question, and then I'll start yeah. to I'll start to lead yeah. us down the path. Right. Let's let's run with favorite music this time. Favorite music. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for me and music, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like I'm a hardcore music lover, but I really enjoy music. So I don't have like music artists or bands or things that I'm like super attached to. I'm like, oh my god, I would love to see them live. Like you know, so I have been to concerts, obviously, and there are certain people I like to see live, but it's never, it's never really a top priority. So my musical tastes are really wide ranging, I guess. Um, Cause yeah, if you look at like my most listened to songs on, on Spotify or whatever, like it'll be a really weird combination of stuff. Um, like there's an Irish lad, Colin McGuinness, who, you know, Colin McGuinness, do you? No, no. Oh man, he does. He does a lot of covers of, of like songs from like Lord of the Rings and like Game of Thrones and mm. Norse Norse songs that some of the he performs in Old Norse um, as the language and he, mm. he he's very talented like he has all these um, basically if you look on his YouTube it's probably the best way to to do it but uh, you can go extremely deep and then he plays all these instruments so basically just does all those separate parts of the song and then puts them all together. So mm. there's a huge amount going on in his songs. He's playing all the different instruments and he's hitting all the different notes and things, but it's all him on his own, basically doing it. Um, yeah. So that I'm very much vibing with that stuff at the moment. Uh, but I mean, I like house music. I like dance music. I like rock. Music. I kind of like a lot of, ev- of everything. So but I'm not overly attached to music, even though I really enjoy it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Music for me is probably, um, I would say the question, what's one thing you you couldn't survive without? It's probably in that category. Okay. Um, I, um, I would say music is probably one of the most important aspects of my life and in my, my daily life as well. Um, I have an incredibly eclectic taste in music. The only thing I won't listen to is Irish country music, which is funny because that's what I was surrounded with for my entire childhood was Irish country music. But I do, I would listen to American country music, especially the old ones. But um, music to me, like, you know, when you look at my, when I look at my Spotify, this is, this is the significance of it for me. 
when you look through, because I've had Spotify since 2012, and when I look through sections of saved songs and playlists, that those chunks of songs or playlists or whatever, they all signify little chapters in my life mm. in terms of memories. So I'll, I'll know like <clears throat> if, say, for example, um, The Real Slim Shady comes on by Eminem, that will trigger memories of like when I went to college for the first time. Um, it, you know, certain songs will remind me of, you know, times that I spent with certain people, mm. um, events that I went to, friends that I had, places that I was in, you know, like there's a, there's a, there's a section on my Spotify where it's like, oh, I was in Vancouver and I was listening to that, you know, selection of songs um, at that time. So music is incredibly significant for me. Um, I had 60,000 minutes of uh, listening time on Spotify last year, which doesn't include uh, how much time I spend on YouTube and SoundCloud. Um, mm. listening to music um i will i play the guitar um yeah i like to make music i compose music um not that it's anything um overly you know intricate or or um you know it's very amateurish but i find that that's a way for me to get into a flow state um i love techno i will regularly go to um or fairly regularly go to like those types of events those types mm. of festivals um i've been to many many rock mm. concerts um, music has got me through some of the hardest times of my life. Um, mm. and it signifies getting me through hard times while also amplifying the, um, positive emotions I experience in good times. So it's super significant for me. And I like all kinds of music, uh, have particular tastes depending on my mood. So if I'm studying or trying to work on something that's not, doesn't require me to speak or to listen to something else, I'll put on like video game soundtracks, movie soundtracks, uh, Hans Zimmer, um, classical music, piano music. If I'm in the gym, I'll listen to heavy metal or techno. If I'm with my friends or if I'm chilling out, I might have like a chill playlist, um, a jazz playlist, you know. Like I could do an entire three-hour podcast about how significant music is for me, but I'll stop there. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can relate to everything you said there, basically, just as well as not to the same degree of significance like i can i can look to my playlist and say oh yeah that song reminds me of that time and it's really interesting how music can do that like it's, it's quite cool like it'll as an anchoring point to different memories and places and situations in your life so yeah i get all that and i, I like like yourself the mood greatly dictates what you're going to listen to and um, if i'm working it's not uncommon for me to just play one song on repeat uh you know yeah. for like an entire day like you can easily do that i haven't done that in a while but i could do that um, it's, it's a great feeling when you discover a banger and then you're just <laughs> like yeah i'm just gonna listen to this for about fucking 20 times the rest of the day and then you get sick of it <laughs> <laughs> uh but for for people listening i worked it out there so dean dean spent over 40 days of his year last year listening to music 40 full days more than that actually slightly more so That'll tell you something, huh? Um, okay, next question. What do we want to do? We go deep. We dip into the depths and then dip out again. Yeah. Do you want to do Hope that? For a bit of air. Okay. Well, let's, let, since you mentioned what the, the what could you not survive without, um, you mentioned music. Is there anything else you want yeah. to add to that? Um, yeah, so music... Uh, 
air. <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, I meant to say to you not yeah. to say something like that. Like, uh, I don't know. How about H2O, pal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not a complete You've fucking ruined dickhead, the podcast. So, um, I'm not you better have that, something but... really good now coming up to fucking redeem yourself because... Like I ha- I had those intrusive thoughts, <laughs> obviously, but I was able to control you, them. You, you you were mature enough not to say them. <laughs> I I wasn't. I, I'm still like you know. People will sometimes say to me like, "Yeah, you have like all of these attributes that show like how mature you are," but at the same time, you have the mind of a twelve year old. Like you know, <laughs> so your mind's in the gutter, pal. Uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. I think. Yeah, I, I'm this is going off topic, but I think it all do with um, having a better connection to our kind of childhood selves. Like, yeah, playfulness and humor. And all that yeah, that, that yeah, those yeah. aspects, those aspects, yeah. not like not like being a man child and just never growing up. But yeah, oh, like I regularly throw tantrums like whenever I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I was like, Brian will tell me to do like work that I don't want to do. And I'll just like <laughs> scream at him over <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. You can't tell me what to do. So you're not my mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, what's one thing you could not survive without? So obviously, music is kind of like probably the one that comes first to mind. Um, with with regards to that. Um, outside of that, what would it be? Um, you see, because I have a couple of other answers, but they're actually going to. I don't want to say this other one because it's going to link into a, another question and I have a good okay, well, narrative that I want I, to say. I can go, right? Uh, yeah, you go. And then if, if you don't want to contribute to it now, we can we can touch on it again later. Like this stuff can all kind of flow together. It doesn't mean you have to be compartmentalized. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting question, right? Because... You know, so Dean and I are both very fond of like Stoicism and Stoic philosophy and uh, those elements of, you know, will influence our thinking, behavior, general attitude towards life, which will, Mm. well, I mean, I I intend to elaborate on that and you probably do as well. So, you know, one of the, one of the things that Stoicism would teach us is that you basically don't want to ever be in this position where there's not there is something that you cannot do without right Mm. so i find it an interesting question because of that it's like tried to make it a situation where there's nothing that i'm that attached to that it would literally be the end of me if i could not have it yeah right I, i know that's probably like way more philosophical than than the person had intended asking the question you know but yeah. you know you could interpret that question as like basically what's something you really like and you don't want to do without right so that, mm, that's a different yeah. question yeah um but the way it was phrased and i actually found it very difficult to come up with anything and if i have to pick something i would say nature right and access to you know like natural environments um and man, I find it I find it hard to imagine a situation where you wouldn't have that, but I think that's something that I would be a lot worse off without. Um, yeah. It's just it's just that kind of opportunity to go into a natural environment and and just be there. And because I just you know I really enjoy nature and, and 
you know, a lot of what I'll do when I do go traveling and stuff is, is nature oriented. You yeah. know, I like, like I had people, people, friends visiting Vancouver recently and family visiting Vancouver recently. And like, you know, they're asking me for kind of things to do. And I, and like, I reflected on my list and I was like, geez, that's all just like outdoorsy stuff. And, yeah. You know, not, not, mm-hmm. not like extreme sports and shit, but just general being outdoors, going on this hike, going on that hike, uh, going to this lake, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I would say nature, um, you know, so, you know, what situation are you going to be without nature? I don't know, maybe living in some ultra urban environment. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, the thought of that, I do not like. Yeah. Mm. I agree. I think um, I would have thought you would have said like in terms of a, a particular thing that would be difficult for you to live without would be would have been like cody that would have been my initial like answer for you no but and i th- in terms I, of- I thought of that as well right and yeah. there but there you know then i think about it and it's like have i ever had time without having a dog or a pet mm. yes right yeah and now is my life significantly better when i have a dog or a pet yeah like and that was mm. one of the realizations i came to when I did get Cody, I was like, why the yeah. fuck did I wait so long before getting another dog? Like, this is just missing out. Because yeah. um, it was a couple of years, like, between the, the death of my childhood dog and, and when I actually got Cody, right? Mm. Um, you know, but, you know, I did spend those two years without having a dog. And that was, that was the first time I didn't have a dog in my whole life. So, mm. um, you know, let's, like, what, like 20 or uh, 28 of my 30 years have been with a pet right which is actually pretty significant now that i think about it um you know not all those dogs were like quote unquote my dog you know they were family mm. pets or my sister's dog or whatever but you know the the dog i had before cody like 100 my dog and then cody obviously 100 my dog as well so yeah yeah i mean no life life would suck without them um so it, it definitely like the consideration is definitely there, but you know, have I spent time without a dog? Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Like I think what you said there in terms of like, you don't want to necessarily be so attached to in a thing or entity that it breaks you. So I'm totally in agreement of that. And I think, you know, people that have, you know, cause there are like, there's people and probably more specifically teenagers. If you, if you were to ban them or take their phone away, they would literally just melt you know um and i do i don't think that that's necessarily healthy to sort of have that level of an attachment to a material possession um and like even you know i think what i'm about to say here some people are might be like that's fucking a mad thing to say but like even <clears throat> if it was a dog or a person was removed from your life i think you're going to be immensely sad you know whether it's through um them passing away or f- from rejection or whatever it is yes you're going to be immensely sad from that event but i think you know a healthy well to get well put together person would eventually survive they'd get over it Mm. you know um and i think that that you know whenever it comes to sort of adopting stoic philosophy you're, you're absolutely right in terms of like to be able to orient yourself in the world and i suppose be the type of person that you want to be 
on, on sort of to, to maximize the, the quality of your life. You, I think it, it's necessary, I suppose, to adopt that type of mindset towards these kinds of things. Yeah. And like there, there is literally a passage from, I'm pretty sure it's Marcus Aurelius where he's, you know, saying that like you either, you, you quite literally either survive or you don't. So no matter how difficult a, a life circumstance is, like, unless it literally, you know, causes you to spontaneously combust, like you will survive it. And yeah, yeah. we could, we could talk about the, the levels of survival there, you know, like, you, you know, are you surviving, but not living essentially, you know, there's, there's elements yeah. there. Um, but yeah, overall, I think, and like, and then that's also not to be kind of uh, misconstrued as, you know, we don't, we like put walls up to, avoid getting attached it's not the same thing yeah Yeah. no like it's still like you have people in your life that you know and 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 as do i that are like you know integral parts and and very important Mm. um yeah because i think like you know that's that's kind of like the criticism of stoicism yeah and you know because there's there's a difference between the term stoic in the dictionary and stoicism so stoic yeah that is kind of like where you're sort of like hard-nosed you know solid sort of um unfazed and, and sort of trying to potentially squash your emotions and not experience them whereas stoicism is more so um a i suppose guideline on how to live a good life and that does not necessarily that's like you know part of that is not just never experiencing emotions and trying to shut them out but and and in fact a lot of the times is actually no you should experience the sort of the spectrum of emotions and analyze them and sort of dissect them in some capacity Mm -hmm. um to sort of glean what you can from them it's not about being this sort of like hard motherfucker kind of thing yeah yeah emotion is hard motherfucker you know so but yeah, I think that's a that's, that's a sufficiently good answer to that question. I think um, probably though, more than what more than what the, <laughs> the asker bargained for. I would say the asker is probably like that's not what I wanted at all. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was the stupidest ten minutes of my life that I'll never get back. <laughs> Frustrated and annoyed as hell. Um, right, well, do you want to go back to something a little bit more lighthearted rather than philosophical? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, uh, let me see. Favorite movies. Yeah, perfect. Um, funnily enough, my my favorite movies are not going to be philo- philosophical whatsoever. <laughs> uh, so let's see the the Lord of the Rings trilogy. All right, there they are some of my favorite movies. Then as a collective, like they're definitely my favorite series, bar none. Um, I love that shit. Uh, the, let's see, we got um, Terminator Two. Judgment Day, all right. So I, I, I grew up idolizing Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? A lot of influence of where I started going to the gym and everything else. So you know, I have seen almost all his movies. Um, and Terminator Two is an excellent movie, and mm. I am known to cry at the the last scene in that movie. Uh, when he's been lowered into scene. the yeah lowered into yeah. the molten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is pretty funny, like if you if you think about it. But <laughs> look, it's it wouldn't be one of my favorite movies if it wasn't uh, 
a whirlwind of emotions, right? Yeah. Um, uh, another Schwarzenegger movie is Commando. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's just like good '80s action, fun, right? Pretty over the top, lots of one-liners, yeah. pretty jacked. Like you don't have to say that much else. That's that's my most watched movie. Um, yeah. I don't think I don't think anything will will surpass that because I watched it so much when I was younger. Um, The Dark Knight definitely in in that list. Uh, yeah. It's just such a good movie, like just so good. Um, and then finally, uh, basically any Quentin Tarantino movie is, is going to be high up on that list. Mm. Um, I think if I have to pick some favorites, I would say Django Unchained and probably Pulp Fiction. Um, but like, like in terms of you know a guy producing superior quality movies, it's like you know it's hard to. Hard to beat. Hard to deny him. Yeah, like, yeah, we watched we watched the Kill Bills over the weekend there, so that's kind of fresh in my mind. Watched Inglorious mm-hmm. Bastards recently, which is Fiona's favorite movie. Um, you know, like obviously some of them are better than the others, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it's as a standard as in terms setting the bar, like it's it's mm. it's it's a mean feat. So that those are my answers, Dean. Your answers. I agree with every single one of your movies. I am also um, quite a big fan of <laughs> all of the movies that you that you um, that you mentioned. I don't think I'm into Lord of the Rings as much as you are, but mm-hmm. I quite enjoy it. Um, I have a great fondness for '80s horror, so Alien, right. Predator, right. which sort of kind of mixes into your Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, child's play um the thing love all the 80s horror because i feel like that's when horror was at its peak you know it was genuinely still scary they were using practical effects none of this fucking cgi nonsense i feel i feel like that has kind of ruined horror to a certain degree i don't enjoy any of the most recent horror um movies over the last 20 years have there's a few you, kind of bright spots but have you seen it follows uh i've heard of it but i don't think i've seen it no yeah, myself and Fiona watched that recently. Um, I don't really, I don't like horror movies that much. I like, like, if there's a good one, I'll appreciate it. I definitely don't like watching, like, supernatural horror, right? So you won't see me watching, like, The Conjurings or anything what, like that. What are you scared of? <laughs> no, I'm, sto- I'm stoic, pal. Don't worry, don't stoic, worry about pal, that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't enjoy being frightened while watching movies, basically. But, I mean, uh, to a certain extent, uh, I do enjoy some, but it follows a very unsettling movie. Like, yeah. me and, me, myself and Fiona both slept poorly after that. Mm. And, like, that would be very unusual. So, I recommend giving it a watch if you like. And there's no, like, real, like, CGI kind of elements to it. Um, yeah. Psychological, a... psychological well, horror. I enjoy it. It's not. I mean, there's ele- like there's elements of the supernatural in it, but there's, uh, yeah, I mean, just just watch it. It's it's worth a watch. Like it's, uh, mm. you know, and it's well regarded as a horror movie. Hence why we watched yeah. it in the first place. Because you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not, gonna, I'm not willing to watch some shite horror movie. Um, yeah. But I do like those ones you mentioned. I, did I ever tell you that uh, anecdote I have about Child's Play? No. <laughs> okay, so my brother-in-law is super into those kind of horror movies 
Yeah. Um, and he has like a, you know, a life-size Chucky doll, basically, like a well-put-together replica. So I would never have one of them in the house. Like, never. Unless I'm, unless I'm trying to fuck with someone. <laughs> so... I'm in the house, like... Yeah, so I... You know, uh, my sister, my sister's a good bit older than me, right? So I used to like go and have sleepovers and stuff in her house uh, and I'd watch horror movies with them or on my own. Like they're gone to bed. I just keep watching them because uh, Frank had this big or yeah, has big like horror movie collection, just movie collection in yeah. general. Um, this is going back to like, I don't know what, what age. I must have been like 12, maybe 13 kind of yeah. or something like that. Um, so what I watched Child's Play, and I, I think I think the other I think my sister and, and Frank were gone to bed, but um, basically he, he put he put the the doll outside the sitting room door just after I had watched it. <laughs> so I just got I, I finished watching the movie. I get up, got over to the the sitting room door to like I don't know what I, thought, I was going to the kitchen or got to bed or whatever it was. Open open the door and the doll is just there standing there and i literally fall down uh so it's you know that fr- you know a really frustrating thing to happen in fucking horror movies where people fall down at the critical moment like literally yeah, yeah, ha- yeah. literally happened uh which is actually pathetic when i when i reflect on it but yeah man that gave me some fright uh just just because you mentioned it, that that made me think of it yeah um big big fan of the alien movies the first two especially not the first not- two yeah now Love, I have a very, very soft spot in my heart for Alien versus Predator. I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome, even though it's like terrible, terrible at the same time. But I think it's fucking awesome at the same time. Yeah, there's a few movies like that you'd have a soft spot for, like that are, they're, yeah. you know, they're garbage, but they're your garbage. Yeah. Um, I found, yeah, I found that really disappointing. I used to play that video game or a computer. It was on a computer actually. I used to play it. Mm. Predator. Love that. Absolutely love yeah. that. So then when the movie was kind of shit, I was like, ah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Actually, here's one that we can segue into. Um, maybe let's just talk briefly about favorite books, right? Because uh, sure. my one of my favorite books was turned into a movie and the movie was so terrible. Like it was just awful and it was not true to the source material at all. And yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Um, so I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't read that many fiction books as an adult, right? So, mm. but I read a fierce amount of, of books just in general, like mostly fiction as like a kid and as a teenager. Yeah, um, me too. I would read, I would read books for like for adults as well. Like so I read all the kind of Da Vinci Code, Fifty Shades of Grey. Back, <laughs> wouldn't touch that thing, man. Uh, unless uh, the only time, the only time I'm going near that is if I'm in the cinema. And there's a bag of quail's eggs going, and then that's that's it. But uh, if no. you don't know what that's about, by the way, you can check out the um, is it the dumbest thing, the dumbest things yeah. we've said and done podcast. Yeah, check that out <laughs> for for a collection of absolutely stupid as fuck stuff that we used to say and do. So, so yeah, so a lot of like I'm currently reading the Game of Thrones books or the Song of Fire and Ice, or is technically what's called the series. So I'm actually nearly nearly gotten through that over the last kind of 12 15 months or so i think mm-hmm. um but yeah like i said i haven't, I haven't read that much fiction as a, like i'm starting to read more of it again but i haven't read that much as an adult 
Um, but Aragon, anyways, the name of the book that I'm referring to. So it's like mm. it's a series. It's four books in the series. Uh, it's it's like kind of medieval fantasy. There's dragons and shit in it. Um, mm. But they turned it into a movie, much to my excitement when I heard they were making a movie of it. That's my favorite mm. book, or one of my favorite books. Um, and then it turned out to be garbage. So yeah, extremely disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Myself and yourself have a, a quite a fondness for um, that fantasy. Uh, I, I'm quite fond of fantasy and like um, dark fantasy kind of um, books and, and TV shows and stuff like that. Um, this is another segue, but we, we didn't really talk much about video games in the list, but just when you mentioned it there oh, yeah. um, earlier, um, I used to be absolutely fucking 100% like addicted like without a doubt 12 hours a day plus on world of warcraft um uh, no, I, okay, no, no, i don't know this completely completely just absorbed by it from the ages of like probably it was a 2008 so 13 14 and the only reason i stopped is because my internet was unable to download the new expansion pack so i just quit um but yeah completely like in terms of like a video game that totally consumed my life that was it it was so much you do, fun you do like, hear of it doing that to people though don't you yeah and yeah. like there's the south park episode or there's like a parody of that yeah so that's fun so i imagine you like i never played it actually um big fan of video games and would love to play video games but know that i shouldn't yeah because yeah. it's it's not the kind of thing that you can just well i don't feel like i could dabble in it I have a very addictive personality when it comes to video games. So World of Warcraft, Skyrim, Zelda Ocarina of Time, um, the COD games, uh, Mario Kart, Pokemon. Like these are kind of like all of these games I didn't just sort of like casually played. Mm -hmm. I either like, you know, in the games where it was like possible to get a hundred percent completion where you'd like find all the like secret tokens and all, I'd like it actually like it had, I'd become obsessed with it. And that was the problem with World of Warcraft because there was no end point to it. Yeah. It was like they were either constantly adding stuff to it or oh. there was just like basically like the, it's such such a vast game that it's impossible to complete it. Like you can get pretty close, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a problem I have with video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, like a friend of mine puts it well. They're too fun. Uh, yeah. I, th- I yeah. think that's that sums it up nicely. Like they are just too fun. Um, you just like and look that like i have such fond memories of being you know like 16 17 playing modern warfare with all the boys online shouting uh, abuse at strangers <laughs> absolutely just sending it like so fun um yeah. and i would love to play video games again but i don't know where i would find the time and i don't want to imagine how it would impact things like my productivity and yeah oh there, oh there's such important things in my life but uh i just fuck it while we're on it like favorite video games just, like the ones you rattled off already yeah um pokemon you know in terms of like something that captivated my childhood pokemon the zelda games mario sonic um super metroid so fun um let me see what else is there crash bandicoot Final Fantasy Seven, my God, what a game! Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably missing a lot of the, the, the big. Did you ever yeah, play Fable? Of... 
I never played Fable, but I, it's one of those games that I probably like would have played. I think because yeah. this is the problem, like back in the day, whereby you'd sort of convince my or dad to, to come into game with you and you know game with the big purple yeah. letters that doesn't exist anymore um and it was like a critical choice like out of all these games you have to pick one <laughs> that's like you know that you're going to play right so just out, probably out of chance i didn't pick that one up um a lot of the fighting games quite quite enjoyed a lot of them like soul caliber and tekken and stuff what, like that what console well. were you using so i <laughs> Here's a funny story, actually. I, I actually won a PlayStation 2 at... Uh, do you know what a bazaar is? Do you have that? Uh, is that a thing that they do in Dublin? In North Dublin? Not that I'm aware of. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a bizarre name for a thing. But basically, it's just essentially like a raffle, but they have like a big wheel. So it's kind of like... Uh, what do you call it? What's it called? Winning streak. Right. Winning streak. Yeah, wheel sorry, of, winning streak. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. You American, bro, are you? Um, Wheel of Fortune. What are you at? Winning streak, man. Winning streak, man. Like you get on winning streak, <laughs> your life is kind of sorted. Yeah. Like that's gonna that's gonna lead us into another question. Like, what would you do if money was no object? So essentially, if you've won winning streak, like anyway, we'll we'll get on to that. We'll get on to finish finish your your process. So yeah, you spin um, the wheel. Spin the wheel. I want a PlayStation Two. Sorry, the choice has been a hundred euro on the PlayStation Two. Oh, um, easy choice. So PlayStation 2, like, but I also had a GameCube and I also had a Wii. Um, never had any Microsoft based like Xbox or anything. That was always yeah. either PlayStation or Nintendo. So okay, so I, I had the relevant games. I had like a Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo DS. Still have them all in the cupboard there. Or they're my my nephew has some of them as well because we used to play them during lockdown. But mm. um yeah. Those are kind of my main consoles. I stopped at PlayStation 3. That's when I sort of said, I can't... Uh, time to be a big boy. And it's time to grow up. Um, not not that, uh, to, to be fair now, because a lot of my friends do, they, they do play video games and they're completely oh, yeah, so. and, and functioning members of society and they, get, <laughs> they, they derive great value and, and pleasure from them. But, you know, just, I suppose, in terms of the time that I want to spend as much as I would love to... to to go on yeah, sure gary gary just... got a, a new console there when he fucked his hamstring um and got a few games uh, mm. i don't know how much he's playing but i remember speaking to him at the time he's like yeah i'm doing all right with like a 30 minute or an hour block and just leaving it at that mm. um so I, I, I was on the other path than you so i always had microsoft based stuff so i played games on the pc first and then moved on to xbox you know, you know, my friends all got Xboxes, so we play Xbox yeah. together. Um, therefore, like my access to games is going to be different to yours because I think Fable was originally only on Xbox, and yeah. it's, it's quite similar to like an Oblivion or something, but uh, not as like you you couldn't you know spend as much time on it as you would in Skyrim. It wasn't a sandboxy? No, 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 no. Like, I, like I, a nice Grand amount. Uh, I never played. I never had Grand Theft Auto. Funny enough. Um, but Fable, the Halo games, definitely up there for some of my favorites, and then Modern Warfare's. Um, yeah, they're some of the some of the best ones in my opinion. Um, okay, so we've answered like some bonus questions there. Um, let's get into some depth once again. Um, which one do you want to do? Is two two kind of heavy questions here? So I think if we're strapped for time. 
I think uh, if we're strapped for time, the one I want to leave out is the if money was not a factor. Um, I think that's like the least um, of the three that we have left in terms of the real deep ones. I think that's the least interesting. Do we have I think, oh, we do have three actually. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think we should try and cover those because they were actually submitted. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get through them, but I'd say I'd say either what is the meaning of life for you? What gives you purpose? All right, or... just 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 go from there. Then don't say what the next one is yet. I already, already, already prefaced them, didn't yeah, I? Sorry, yeah. she doesn't matter. <laughs> already did, yeah. I already spoiled it. Okay, yeah. So, whichever then. No, no need yeah, to be sure clandestine we'll just, about it. We'll, we'll go, uh, what is the meaning of life? Um, do you want me to run with this one, or uh, do, you want to, do you want to take it? I will go first, because then if there's any overlap, it'll seem like I'm the more insightful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's obviously a very good question, and it's one we would think about a lot, the two of us. Uh, and I think, I mean, yeah, so the, the full question is, what is the meaning of life for ye? And what gives ye purpose in life? So, I mean, it, obviously it's one of those kind of quintessential heavy questions, but definitely one worth asking, you know, and worth asking yourself because, you know, you have to know yourself pretty well to be able to answer that kind of question. Um, and you should, probably need to know yourself reasonably well or at least be trying to to well mm. <laughs> it kind of becomes like a, a cycle then because like you know why do you want to know yourself so you can kind of have a meaningful life and it's like well, how do you know what a meaningful life is to you until you know you know yourself so yeah um there's a bit of a rabbit hole there but i mean i i believe that you know life is meaningless until you decide what is actually meaningful in life right um and I think there's a lot of things we could talk about here. Um, and obviously it's one of the, the great questions. So like, you know, a lot smarter people than you or I have, have talked about this a lot more than, than we will here. But um, in terms of giving it a stab, like, you know, it's not, it's not easy to artic articulate. Um, which is obviously the nature of the question, but I think live, like living well, and I know that's a very vague kind of statement. It's like, well, what does it actually mean to you to live well? Right. Which is, which is fair enough. But I think, you know, essentially being a good person and doing the things that are right and that you should do in your life. I think that's a large part of the meaning of life for me. Um, I think, like being helpful as a person in some capacities is super important. And then I think this idea of like personal growth is super important as well. And that, that features in like a lot of different areas. Right. And that would, that would tie into the, that question about if, you know, if, if money wasn't a factor, what would you be doing with your life? Essentially? Like, mm. I don't, I don't think I could ever get away from this kind of pursuit of, self-development um and you know that you know it's I'm, I'm conscious that say as a genre kind of self-help self-development can be very cringe so yeah. you know i don't i don't we, want we've read a lot of books i don't, I don't want yeah i don't want people to i don't want people to get that kind of idea about it but like you know you, you have a huge capacity to get a lot out of yourself as a person and 
you know, there's obviously many different ways you could go about that, but, you know, essentially leaving people better off and leaving the world better off for you having been in it and engaged with it. And like, look, I'm under no illusions that, you know, after a generation or so, no one's going to fucking remember who I am. Right. But I don't think that really matters. Like, I don't think you have to have a legacy as such, but you can kind of do well with the time that you have on this earth and, you know, the kind of interactions that you have. Um, and like, I think, I think a part of living well, like, you know, obviously you have to think about this kind of question a lot, like a large part of living well, you know, you know, you don't necessarily have to go and do extraordinary things. I think, I think living well can be as simple as doing what you might say is quote unquote mundane, but having an appreciation of the fact that you are here and actually able to do that and having like an attitude of gratitude towards that sort of thing. Cause yeah. you know, the, the kind of push, like we talked about this before, I'm sure like the kind of push to be extraordinary that you're kind of that's pushed on you and your soul is like, like it just, it just can't work because, you know, by definition to be extraordinary, you have to be different from everyone else. So if everyone was going to be extraordinary, then no one would be extraordinary. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pause my ramble there and let you contribute to this question. Um, I don't know how well answered that was, but I mean, sorry, I didn't, I didn't really answer what gives you purpose, but I'll come back to that then. Um, sure. So meaning of life, you know, you can, you can answer both now. I'll come back to the, what gives me purpose. I think I would totally agree with everything that you say. I think it was well, sort of, in, in terms of a challenging question to answer, I think you did a good job of answering it. Um, for me, the meaning of life in some capacity resides in people. Okay. So I um there's been small periods of my life where I've experienced loneliness. And I can tell you that that is probably one of the most um it's it's quite a psychologically demanding state to be in. Um it's quite it's it sort of leads people into dark places to a certain degree now i think i have mechanisms against you know uh, you know avoiding loneliness and i suppose it's, that's kind of why having a good support network and doing this kind of introspective work is important because um i think you know it's very easy to sort of find yourself in that position, especially in our modern day. But the reason that I say people give life meaning is because, as I say, you know, loneliness is, is quite a problem. It's 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 a quite a contributor to negative health outcomes when you look at the research. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at some of the most rich experiences that a person can have in their life, there's usually a common denominator in that you're not by yourself. You're with someone else or with yeah. other people. And even, 
even if you do have a, an experience and you are completely on your own, what do you do? You go and tell everyone about it. Yeah. So even if you are on your own in the experience, you draw the people into it, right? So continue. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, because I've read a little bit about Eastern philosophies and stuff like that. And, you know, this whole concept of the transcendent self from like act. Mm. So it's this basically concept that you are not just a sort of an individual entity that, and you know, this is, this is a bit fucking airy fairy sort of sounds bullshitty, but I think it has a lot of um, weight to it in that you're not just a single entity that you are, you and everyone else around you sort of form this, I suppose, um, singular element of life, you know, in, in a sense that you obviously have a, a, an aspect of you called the self. You identify yourself and sort of your, your internal state and everything like that. But there's also this sort of level of connection that you have with other people um, and this sort of synergy that you have with other people. Um, that if it is cut off in a case of like loneliness or something like that, you know, you're lonely, you lose a part of who you are. You're not, you, you're sort of like, because if like, say for example, you know, you didn't have a lot of the people in your life. Like for, for me, like it would probably be family, it'd be friends, it'd be, you know, my, my workmates and everything like that. If that was all taken away from you, you'd sort of lose a big part of who you are, wouldn't you? It, it'd be kind of like, you'd be you'd feel quite empty right and i think that this is kind of this whole idea of you being just part of a you know this transcendent self or whatever you want to call it um that's a big part of what what gives life meaning and i think you know even if you can look at it from a because i because i find this whole idea of like quantum physics quite interesting as well whereby there are certain particles that only exist once they're observed. And I think that that, you know, even that that's from like actual like physicists who work on actual reality. That to me is a certain amount of evidence that reality and thus meaning is derived via the observer. So the actual, you are the person that is giving this thing meaning if it's reality. Yeah. Um, but I think as an offshoot of that, it's not just about you. It's also about the other people that's in your life and sort of that you're surrounded by because you're incomplete without them in a sense. Mm. And that's, that's a general, it's probably a little bit messy, but that would be my distinction of what gives life meaning along with everything that you said as well. Like, I think it's not just a singular answer. There's all mm. these other facets to it, but I believe people give life meaning to a great degree for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you spend an awful long time thinking about and discussing that type of question. So I, I, it's hard for it not to be messy, right? My answer is messy. I think your answer is more coherent than mine. But if you feel it was messy, then so be it. Um, and then in terms of what gives us purpose, um, like he's going to have the same answer for this, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's the things I already kind of alluded to, but it's just more how do you focus those? So, like, like I mentioned, like, kind of personal growth and development. So 
getting better at different things. Like so many things, you know, will feature on that list. But that kind of process of progress, I think, is a huge part of what, you know, drives me to do things, right? It's just keep, keep getting better, like, at those things and keep being a, a better person as a result. You know, and, and-, and I think to, to jump in here, I think to link what you're saying into what I'm saying, yeah. you're getting better at things, you know, as it relates to uh, learning more about nutrition or psychology or communications or languages or getting better at XYZ skill, but you're learning those things because that a lot, most of those will actually better other people. Mm. You know, yeah. like when you're, when you're beginning, when you're getting a better coach, when you're becoming more knowledgeable, when you're getting better at getting results, which is kind of like, I think a big part of our purpose. What's that? What's the kind of the key where I, what's the kind of the, the connection to that? It's, it's to do with other people. Mm. And I think that's kind of what drove my answer to a certain degree to sort of focus it on other people. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can think of situations where maybe it doesn't apply and I'll, we'll, we can talk about them in a sec. But, um, you know, helping people is a large part of the purpose, right? And that's mm. essentially what you're saying here. Right? And that, that, that element is what made that other question about if money was not a factor kind of challenging, right? Because when I think about that question, so much of what I do, like, you know, basically I would reframe that question as like, okay, basically you just, you have all the time in the world, basically, and you choose how to spend all of your time without any sort of, you know, need to do certain things, you know, to make money or have financial security or whatever. But it's like so much of the stuff that I would say is like, oh yeah, I would, I would read more, I'd study more, etc. It's like, yeah, what are you reading for? And what are you studying for? It's like, you're studying to be a better coach essentially and be a better person all around. And yeah, you direct that at helping people, you know? So it's like, yeah, we, we, we can talk about that question in a minute and actually move on to it uh, properly. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just, is just helping, is helping people. And, and, and then, as you said, the, the develop, this personal development ties into that because, you know, I basically have this grand vision that, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be a situation where someone asks me for help in that capacity and I can't help them because I'm not good enough. I don't have the skills. So that's a huge driver, you mm. know, to be better and be the best, yeah. essentially. Um, and th- in that way, you're the most, you're most helpful um, in this kind of vocational manner. And again, there's lots of different kind of threads you could pull out and different ways you could interpret it. In terms of, sorry, I was going to say, in terms of the, the person development, um, I've thought of some counter arguments actually now that since I've said I was going to argue against your point, but uh, you know, let's say things like scuba diving, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, resistance training, you know, none of those inherently serve anyone else. But the counterpoint that I've considered here now is that in in me enjoying those and me finding sort of purpose in those, they make me better at the other elements. And therefore, a better person all around, and then better able to serve other people. Is that what you would have said to that? I would have said that because you experience a greater degree of riches, richness in your life, 
that makes you a more content and well put together person, which directly influences the people that are around you, i.e. family, friends, Fiona, clients, mm. etc. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, 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 so essentially, yes. Um, something I've noticed a lot over the years, uh, I was reminded of it recently because someone like a, a kind of friend that I've met down in Cork that I don't really know that well, like on the face of it, and a friend of mutual friends, etc. So this person I don't know that yeah. well, you mm. know, already only having met me like a couple of times, is able to remark that I'm have such a calming presence right and that's something that people have said to me a lot over the years right yeah well, don't work for them though that <laughs> it's, it's, i'll have you up the you're walls not, you're it's not like that at all it's fucking nightmares what it is the only reason i can be so calm is because i push all the stress onto the <laughs> dean <laughs> oh but um yeah i get yeah, that i can I, understand that for sure yeah it's just it's just it just kind of it struck me just because i was like geez, that person's only met me like twice for like, you know, a couple of hours each time and they're already able to say that. So, mm. you know, and, and you know, like, so all, all the things that you do create who you are essentially. So as you said, if you're, if you're experiencing a richness in life, then you're going to be more content and better put together and then potentially have this kind of calming aura. Um, that's kind of an aside, but yeah. Um, yeah, because I because I think like you know in every interaction possible, and this is kind of why like I have derived such great value from a lot of this uh, introspective work. And I think you know the better, the better, the more you can develop yourself in a sense. The higher the probability is, then whenever you go out into the world and interact with anyone, that you can have a positive impact on them. Whether that be instead of being a person that is like a Karen when they interact with a waitress, you are the per- type of person. Like say, for example, um, this popped into my head. Like I remember I was, this was a couple of years ago now that this happened, but I remember a fella um, tailgated me. Is that the term where he basically, his car went into the back of mine. Um, mm, I was leaving you. Dublin rear ended me. Yeah. Um, and I got out of the car and um there was a few scratches on my car or whatever, but he had totally ripped the bumper off his leg. It was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> but you could see that he was just so stressed and we were in like terrible Dublin traffic. So I was just like, you know what, man? Don't worry about it. Like, just uh, pick up your bumper there. Sure, have a good day. And I drove on. So like, that's kind of like in as many of those scenarios as possible um, that I can sort of, uh, I suppose, make someone's experience of life better in a sense whether that be through positive action or by through alleviating a very stressful situation for someone you know because like i could have been a lad that could have got out and kicked the shite out of him or something like you know yeah which is the which is a very common reaction in sort of like uh road traffic incidents because even you know like my sister and a lot of my friends they have a bit of road rage like you know (laughs) like i know people that are that can get a little bit um they get like very uh, fired up whenever they're in the car and someone does something, cuts them off. I tend to not be like that at all. I'm quite a calm person whenever it comes yeah. to, to driving and stuff. Like that. So I think, yeah, I think it's just generally kind of like having that sort of demeanor and kind of what that can then be, how that can be then uh, 
gifted to in some capacity through the people that you meet, whether those people are close to you or not. Yeah. Yeah. Will we move on? Because that was obviously we're going to spend a lot of time on that one, but um, yeah, we could spend more time. We, but we have about 10 minutes, let's say. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. 10, yeah. 15. Well, when, when do you need to be off? I need same, same as you. I need to go have a call half two. So, okay. Uh, right. It's 10 past two now. So, you know, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll set five minutes for if money was not a factor and five minutes for what's your biggest insecurity. Okay. All right. Um, All right. I don't, I don't think I'll need too long on the insecurity one. So start mm-hmm. with the, uh, if money was not a factor. Cause that, that ties into the, the previous question a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously a good question. Um, and it's, I think that's a very useful question to ask yourself, like as you proceed through life, because it gives you a good window into kind of what makes you tick and, and what you can be aiming at, you know, uh, gives you a good idea of what you want to get out of your life, uh, you know, in terms of what might give it meaning. Um, and you need to have some idea at that. Otherwise, you know, where, where are you going to end up if you don't know where you're mm-hmm. going, basically? Yeah. Um, and I already, already partially answered this. Like, and I find it difficult. I find it difficult to not to imagine a, a scenario where I'm not like educating or helping people in some capacity because so much of that is just off the back of kind of personal interest and then deciding, all right, I want to, you know, I was interested in nutrition. I wanted to channel that into helping people. And that's, you know, in, in two sentences, that's where, how I've ended up where I am. Right. And it was never like, you know, obviously, yeah, you're conscious that you have to, you, you need to have a job as such to have an income and all the things that, that go with that. But it was never like, I want to make money, therefore I'm going to coach people. Because, you know, you could do whatever the fuck to make money. Like, there's, there's lots of different options for that. That would be, yeah, be more lucrative than coaching. Um, so I think, you know, I think I would spend more time doing the things I already do on a regular basis, you know, I, I would probably spend more time scuba diving, spend more time doing jujitsu, uh, spend more time just like doing physical activity, more time in nature. Um, but I don't think I could just live and solely do those things. Like I think I would have to be working in some capacity, you know, um, you know, things that came to mind for this question was like some sort of, you know, volunteer work regarding animals, right? And animal welfare. Um, mm. That definitely came to mind. Um, and then if you think, if you think about people who are maybe super successful, so, mm-hmm. so an example that came to mind for this was like Tony Robbins, right? So, you man, like he doesn't need to work anymore. You know, he owns an island in Fiji or whatever the fuck. You know, he doesn't really need to work. Maybe he needs to work to maintain his island status. But, you know, he he, he has gotten to the point where money is no longer a factor for him, but he still does a lot of the same things that he's always done, if that makes sense. And I think, mm. you know, I, I think you can, have, you can have different opinions on Tony Robbins, but I think 
that sort of template, I think, uh, is useful in terms of th- in thinking about this question. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I, and I love to travel, so I would see myself just being in many different places doing these sorts of things. You know, where is it good to go diving? I don't know, but you'll find me there. Um, but I don't know how much time I could spend, like, you know, just training and just diving and just, you know, going out for meals and, and reading. Because again, like I said in that previous question, like what, what am I reading and why am I reading it, you know, to be better as a human being? And then, you know, are you going to channel that into some capacity? Yeah, probably. I mean, you, you could probably, you could limit it in theory to your close circle, you know, it could be just your friends and family, you get to benefit from that. But I don't know, I would think I'd have the the urge to you know try and, and help people on a broader scale and like education is something i'm really passionate about so like i often think that in another, in another life i could be a teacher and like you, you see that in like a lot of different areas in my life like i'm very eager to teach if there's something that i can teach someone you know mm. um so yeah a lot of cultivating different skills a lot of travel um a lot of the personal development stuff that I mentioned uh, is, is definitely going to take, take up a lot of it. So there's my four minutes. Seems yeah. to be five minutes. So I'll let you in there. Uh, I'd mirror everything that you said, except I'd take it a step further in that I would probably to um, combine the pursuit of knowledge with travel, um, because in this case, money is not an obstacle. I would probably over time collect many different degrees in many different countries and many different universities. Mm. Um, while also simultaneously, as you say, sort of using my financial resources at, again, you know, for some sort of cause, I think, you know, for me, it would probably be some scientific endeavor. Um, I'd probably like to be funding um, research for um, things that are worthwhile. Um, like I know for me, like just based on kind of nutrition overall is that, you know, the there is a disparity that i suppose kind of as as i've sort of read more nutrition research and especially a lot of stuff from from alan flanagan like it just goes to show you how the gap in socioeconomic status Mm. contributes quite heavily to disease across a lifetime um across a lifespan so i believe some level of contribution to that would be would be kind of where I would sit. I don't think I'm intelligent enough to actually do the research, but I believe um, I would have some role of like, you know, either, you know, working on that type of research, working on causes that help lift people out of poverty and give people education around how to eat well and live well in some capacity, kind of on more of a broad spectrum end of things um would probably be where i'd spend my time yeah and if money was not a an obstacle yeah okay um do we only only one more yeah Yeah. what's the what's your biggest insecurity brain follower this was a difficult question to answer initially and then the more i thought about it i was like okay i can i can think of some stuff here um although i'm not sure like the the best way to articulate this but i'll i'll tell you how i'll frame it um so i think i think insecurities a lot of it 
I don't actually know what the definition of an, like the strict definition of an insecurity is, but like th things in other people that you feel you lack or don't have. So you can observe them in other people and feel like I don't have that characteristic or I suppose it could be any sort of an attribute or I status as well maybe uh, all those things right are they, they fair to yeah, yeah. bring into this category so if i look at other people you know, maybe I, I admire certain things about them and you know why do i admire certain things about them you know because i could i would like to maybe have more of that for myself so i think one is like i don't know what you would label this as but like the ability to go into a room and just like befriend complete strangers right because I see that in some some close friends, and I'm like, man, people like that that person just connect with somebody, right? Yeah. Just like just like that, and I'm like, that's class, and yeah, it's something that I think I'm insecure. Like I don't think like when I talk about insecurity, I don't think I actually think I'm bad at any of this stuff. Like I don't think like it's a major mm. limiting factor, but yeah. in terms of things that maybe give me a sense of insecurity or that I would like to be better at, I think that that definitely factors in. Um, so I think that was, that was the main one that came to mind anyway when I was thinking about this. Um, cause like, I, you know, thankfully I'm a pretty secure person, right? So hard, it was harder to come up with some of these, right? Which is not to sound kind of arrogant, but maybe it'll come across that way. I don't know, but mm -hmm. that would be one. So I, I wrote it down as conversationalism, but I don't know if that's a word. And you, maybe it even, is now, maybe even like, charisma in general maybe that could that could mm. factor in um and then i'm just conscious of the time so i'm gonna let you in there in a second so i'm gonna um, just throw in sort of work ethic and ability to get things done and productivity so again i know i know i'm good at that stuff but you know it's only natural i think when you got people like patty and gary steering the ship that you know, you say, geez, like, you know, could I, could I be better at this? And look, you can always be better at everything, essentially. But um, so, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not a severe insecurity by any means. And I'm pretty confident in my abilities. But, you know, there, there is that comparison, I guess, that, that comes into it. And like I said at the start, if we look at insecurity as something that you admire in other people, that you'd maybe like to be better at yourself or have more of yourself, yeah. then yeah, like the lads are animals. So, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, I've a huge amount of respect. And I think, you know, that's where you can, you know, insecurities are generally seen as something negative, right? Um, like, you know, jealousy and stuff is like, or like sure. insecurities. And if you're not secure in like a relationship or something, you may prone, be prone to jealousy. But I think if you can reframe it as, okay, what is it that I admire about such and such? And then how can I, you know, try and close the gap. So that, that's the way I was thinking about it. Um, I'll let you in now because uh, we got just a few minutes to go. Mm. I am going to, I suppose, relay an insecurity that I had approximately one year ago. Um, so when you took me on, I had quite a lot of imposter syndrome. So I'm not, I was like, I'm not certain whether I'm like, you know, good enough to be here mm. because, you know, when you look at our team, pretty fucking big brain people you know so sometimes i'm kind of like do i deserve to be here right and it took a lot of um i suppose 
interactions with clients and you know interactions with all of ye um to sort of remove that security to insecurity to a certain degree basically just again similar to yourself in a sense that i'm like looking at my fellow peers and like right because another thing is like i don't have a third level degree right that was another thing whereas like everyone else does and I don't. I'm the only one on the team that doesn't, um, but should hopefully rectify that um, in the next few years. So there is a level of like intelligence and security there, or there was, still probably is to a certain degree, but I feel like it's a healthy amount in terms of it drives me. Yeah. Um, you know? Um, yeah, I, I would relate to that. And I think, I, I think anybody in this industry is going to relate to that as well. Yeah. Like, But for me, it was kind of like right now you're actually like, because it was kind of like when I got the job, I'm like, right, you're top of the food chain now. <laughs> you have to make sure that, like, you know, you're a representative. You yeah, exactly. Because it's not yeah. just like, you know, obviously there's a lot of great online coaches out there, but I do believe that we represent kind of the, you know, we would probably be considered the top of the food chain as it relates to Irish online fitness coaching and education right um so when you're part of that you have a certain level of you know am i fit for this kind of thing mm. especially when because there's you know obviously there was there was evidence um or else you wouldn't have hired me but i think um you know i still i needed to prove to myself that i could sort of take it a step further whether that be through um you know proving my worth in many value domains, but also like even working with different, uh, sort of a more diverse selection of clients. So that would be the way I would look at Um Other previous insecurities would have been like romantic relationships and stuff like that. Um, you know, developing them or, you know, speaking with women and stuff like that. That would have been a one that I would have struggled with for a lot many years. Because um, it's quite, because it be, can be quite challenging as well if you sort of like, and I think this is sort of like where you build kind of links back to a previous question and that like you build your self, you develop yourself. And then that sort of feeds into your ability to have like if for you, if it was like a case of being able to go into a room and sort of like befriend random people or, you know, if it's like sort of approaching girls and stuff like that and, you know, having yourself as a well put together person. So I think these are all kind of like definitely insecurities for me or they were, they're not, they're not as intense as they were, mm. but I think they're probably like most people probably have some level of that yeah. you know, kind of built in. But I suppose as you sort of develop yourself in this kind of, again, thanks back to the question from earlier, those insecurities dissipate. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good way to close out as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's that a good, was it's a, a good point to finish. Yeah, man, that was that was some good shit. Um, yeah. I think we learned a little bit about each other in that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, which is nice. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm glad we we decided on this episode for today. Um, hopefully, those of you listening to this uh, enjoyed that or took something from it. If if one of you takes something from it, then uh, we'd be pretty happy with that. Um, if it added value in some way or whatever, like, yeah, I think, I think it was a good conversation. So hopefully it, yeah. it, it, um, you know, translates to, to the listeners as well. Um, but yeah, we'll leave that there. Um, 
I mean, I don't, we don't, it's, it's not the type of episode to do a, a coaching plug. So I think we'll just, just wrap it up. Um, and say, let us know, to- let us know if you enjoyed it. Yeah, that's, actually, please do. That's because we had some, uh, we had some questions that we did not get to. No, we got, I think we got to all the listener asked or yeah, the, the ones I collected off, off Instagram. Um, but we had more on our list to, to go through that we haven't been able to cover. So, you know, if you did like this episode, please let us know because then we can do another episode in a similar format and we can collect more questions from you guys. Um, Get a guest on potentially too. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll leave that there. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it guys. And um, we'll see you in the next one for more regularly scheduled programming. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you in the next one.